welcome to the fourth officials EPL podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, back bigger than ever with Dr. Pete, Tottenham fanboy, and here with anti-United fan and occasional Pep Guardiola fan, James Lewis. I think a little later we're going to have uh, Iraq of Chelsea fandom join us and get all excited about Chelsea's form. I'm not sure if I really care that much about Chelsea's form, guys, but they are making noise, yeah. so we will discuss it. Um, I, I wanted to figure out where I wanted to start today. I think it has to be United City because of James and myself. I think that's what we're going to start with. You mean uh, yourself. And myself, yeah. Yeah, just myself. Yourself um, and yourself. And yourself. But I actually think that there are bigger storylines than that game. I think Liverpool is still the biggest storyline. Um, I think there are more interesting storylines overall. Yeah. Just well, like very interesting stuff going on everywhere. I, I agree. But it's also a big win for United, so I understand Tom wanted to go first. Well, it's only a big win for United because they kept drawing bad teams in a row. Um, I mean, and, if, if yeah. they had beaten Sheffield United and all those other bad teams, Crystal Palace in the midweek, which really, really pissed me off. That's as pissed as I've been since the, Sh- the Sheffield United loss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, so well, it, it, I that think made it was it a big, big win. I think it was big more. I mean, it came into focus. How, I, I, the derbies are always big, but but with the other results this weekend, it yeah. made it even even bigger. Um, I mean, you, th- this is a must-win. Just like last week was a must-not-lose for you guys, this was a, a must-win, not because of challenging City, even though mm-hmm. you, you closed the gap, but because of what the other teams behind you were doing. Close the gap to 11. <laughs> yeah, it's only 11 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you also is, end their ridiculous winning streak. Yeah, and that feels good. But everything that, that comes with that is all, like, novelty. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not... I'm really excited that we that we beat City because I love you know James having to take one in the face, but they also just won 20 <laughs> games in the trot, um, and we also beat them like semi regularly right now. I mean, yeah. I, I think Ali has the best record against Pep of He's any the manager. Only, yeah, yeah, the um, only only manager to beat Pep four times or something like that. Yeah, and like I didn't know that. It's not really that exciting to me to beat Manchester City when they're going to finish you know, 15 or 20 points above us every single season. So th- that's not really why it made it a big win. It was a big win because of all the crappy results that we got earlier in the season. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just covering the game itself, it was a weird game because I think, you know, City absolutely dominating, um, five to one favorites against Manchester United. And United came in and, I mean, this is what happens. This is why City's win streak is so impressive is because, you got, you got, we got a penalty in 45 seconds in. Like, if you're going to get a penalty, if you're going to get a penalty 30 <laughs> seconds in, I mean, how, how did that not happen before? Yeah, you know, where yeah. City just, you know, bad bounce or something, and then you lose the game, and it's whatever. But, yeah. I mean, like like the commentators said, City hasn't been down in, in the 20 matches. They have not yeah. been down a lead in, in 20 it's matches, yeah. which is insane. And then they kind of... I don't know. They, they. I thought City was really, really rusty in this one. United were pretty incisive, I guess. I mean, they, they had some good chances. They also missed some good chances. It should have been probably like four to one or four to two. Uh, Martial missed a. I don't. I honestly don't know how you missed that ball. He missed the no, one that squirted that through insane. to penalty one on one. One on one. Entire that's a, that, goal to aim at. That's a Werner miss if I've ever seen yeah. one. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, United get their win. They they play pretty well. I think the whole game. 
was turned on the penalty, obviously, but uh, take that city, I guess. Take yeah. that James. No, it, um, yeah, it's fair. You get that. You get that credit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a dumb the, foul. I mean, it was it was Ultimately. incredibly <laughs> terrible because <laughs> Stones and Diaz were both stand. Marshall was cutting across the box, and that's not a great pos- position to be in defensively. But Diaz and Stones were literally standing in front of him. Yeah. There's six and, players there. Yeah, and Jesus just comes in through the He's back of him nowhere. and clears him out. I, yeah. Like that was that's definitely a situation. I think we talked about this um, when Everton beat Liverpool, and Carragher made the comment that what the best thing that Ancelotti did in that situation was to kind of take the passion and emotion down a level, yeah, so that their players didn't come out too hot. And if you saw even in the even before Jesus gave away that penalty, I mean he was. I mean, he was everywhere on the field. I mean, it was only 30 seconds, and I think he had probably been in both boxes. Yeah, what the hell was he doing? I don't know. And then he chased, <laughs> went all the way back into into our box and to took chop a guy Marshall down. out. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he he definitely came out hot, and then it was it was terrible because it put, one, obviously putting us down a goal against United is 100% playing into your hands because you were wanting to counterattack. Yeah. And two, because it threw him off whatever game he was going to have because he, he's flustered now. He, he's super excited, overexcited, and flustered because he's just giving away a penalty 30 seconds into the game. It was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it changes terrible. your whole game plan. Of course. It's the, like you've, you been, you've been gearing up all week with a certain <laughs> game plan, and then you throw it in the trash after 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like your you know, Champions League final, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you bring that up every episode. <laughs> It really, really hurts. Uh, wait Brotherly a wait. Didn't in Arsenal's Champions League final? Didn't oh. they? Uh, didn't uh, Henri get sent off? Like, or Lehman got sent off like five seconds in. It was. I thought it was like in? twenty minutes in. Wow! Yeah. But yeah, fir- first half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. And it was. Yeah. It was bad. And it was a red and, card too. It was. Legit. Is it still a red card? Is that foul still a red card? The Lehman foul. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was basically it was one on none. Oh, and he found is it? Him. Is it? Mm, that's a good question because they don't do the double jeopardy thing. Yeah, anymore. I think it just would. I think it just would have been a pen. Yeah, that's super depressing for Ken. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, I mean, Pete, I bring it up again. I mean, you guys had that handball, and I watched that final in a random apartment in Rome, and the Italians <laughs> that were there with me, the Romans, they were they were just like. This is not a real game anymore. I was like, yeah, I know. I agree. You should see my brother is beside himself. And that game, if you remember that Champions League final, ended up being super boring. It was awful. Because Liverpool scored a goal and then just packed it in. A pen, obviously. Sure. Awful. For yeah, Salah. Well, could it, couldn't be any other way, could it? No, it couldn't. But okay, so the game continued anyway. Um, I thought it was relatively even. It just looked like City didn't want to score. I think their best chance they hit the crossbar with. Uh, we hit the crossbar. The best chance I was, I think, is that cross to Sterling unmarked in the inside the six, and he just whiffs it completely. Hundred percent. Yeah, that was really whiffed. bad. That was really bad. I uh, that... he yeah, that probably was the best chance. Yeah, we hit the crossbar. Um, and I agree. I mean, for ev- for each like for every point of possession that City had, and we we talked up sixty six percent by the end, twenty three shots. For every point of possession we had, you guys had a counterattack that was dangerous. So yeah. that and that's why the giving a penalty away thirty seconds in, it I I knew I didn't think there was a chance then because your counterattack, like you said, always shreds us. It's it's yeah. 
like it's 50 50 if we're going to get shredded by your counter attack or we're going to have a meaningful game at this point so yeah this it, is how it was i mean i think that it's just a matter of matchups i think that we have a high octane set of forwards that can really fly that do really well if you're going to give us space for the counter pep doesn't really play any other way than what he plays so uh i, don't, I wouldn't expect you guys to change it for that plus you're ahead by uh, what, 14 points going into this game. So losing this match doesn't mean much to you. Yeah. Um, so I think Pep takes in the chin. And if I'm him, I try to spin this like, hey, this is a, here's your wake-up call, guys. Uh, we have our Champions League matches coming up. City this is. Mm-hmm. Have their Champions League matches coming up. We got our wake-up call. We're not going to win every single match. So we better show up when um, whatever, you know, second – or third place French team comes in. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, You're right. I mean, this, I, you know, I don't like this loss. um, Yeah. But, but if we turn it into a wake up call, then I'm, you know, I'm fine with it. I hope you don't. I hope you fold like uh, origami. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I don't, I don't see Mm -hmm. that. I don't see that happening. Uh, Dr. Pete, does this loss, first of all, does this loss mean anything to Man City? And then does it does the win mean anything special to Man United beyond uh, the scrum standings? I actually do think it might be good for City because there's going to be a point in the Champions League when they're likely going to be behind at some point. And as amazing as they've been this season, I saw a stat and then stretches back to last year that in the last 10 games they've been trailing, they have not won any of those games. Yeah. And so they're, you know, they just haven't been trailing in the last 20 games because they've been so good. But it doesn't seem like they've been able to find a way to get three points when they've gone down. Whereas United's kind of been the opposite. They go down in eight in the first eight minutes and have found yeah. ways to win games. So mm-hmm. I think City, at some point, they're going to get punched in the mouth in the Champions League. You know, whether it well, be by Bayern or some crappy French team, and this may give them an opportunity to say, okay. United exploited our weaknesses on the counterattack or, you know, maybe not weaknesses because this was one game, but these are ways that teams can beat us, fix this for the Champions League. Well, and that's where, that's where not having Aguero for basically this entire season, it, you know, I'm hoping he can come back and contribute to the Champions League because he's the kind of player that can pop up in the box and score a goal. Yeah. If, if KDB's all, if all of KDB's passes are going to either Sterling or Jesus, yeah. then it's not going to be very fruitful, you know? Yeah. And then you have Mares deciding he, maybe he's going to play a game. Maybe he's going to do 20 step overs and lose the ball. You don't know which one's going to show up. Aguero was always that kind of, that kind of like beacon yeah. uh, of hope. Yeah. And I think that was one of the most depressing things I've seen this year is seeing Aguero on the bench and not even like just on the bench, but slumped. Like there's nothing he can do to help. Like, he, like he's not pl- like, he's not playing on this team anymore. No, he didn't That's look disinterested. Like. He didn't look disinterested. I, I think he, at least in my opinion, I, you know, I think he has serious knee issues. I, I don't think he can play if he wanted to play seriously right now. I mean, he made an appearance uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. or a couple game weeks ago. And it was, it was, you know, he had one speed. He didn't look comfortable moving around. Like, I, I think he's either not fully rehabbed yet or, or there's, you know, it's one of those knee injuries that finally catches up to you when you're a little bit older. 
Yeah, that's that's super depressing. Because um, it looks like, I mean, what is he, 32? 32, 32 33, I yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's 33. But, uh, a lot I mean, of miles have, in those tires. Yeah, just to have him be done. I mean, well, I mean, you say a lot of miles in the tires, but he didn't play that much internationally because yeah, but his, has always chosen the number of him. injuries that a yeah, player sustained in their career has a huge impact on how long they can play. Like, those yeah. guys like Messi and Ronaldo – they haven't had any long-term injuries hardly at all, even though they yeah. played a million games. And I think that Aguero probably hasn't played a full season in ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah he and he's he is turning thirty-three in June. Yeah, so he's I mean he's there. Super depressing for just Prem fans, I guess. Um, I think he's the best Premier League striker of all time. And I think that won't miss playing against him. No, I won't miss playing against him. <laughs> but I will say that City find themselves in an interesting position where, even though they're missing Aguero, they lost KDB for a crucial part of the season. They're running away with the league still, so it's not like they're not going to find goals. I mean, they get goals out of Gundogan, and Foden's been good this year, um, and Mahrez and Sterling find goals against bad teams, which is what you need to win. Like you need those guys to, to beat bad teams. Um, I do want to talk about how poor Sterling has been finishing this year. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand how a guy who scores 20 goals, I think three seasons in a row um, can be so poor at finishing. I really do think he is technically poor. Yeah, no, I, it's hard for me to argue that, uh, definitely based on this season. You know, he last season, I think he definitely, he still showed a lot of quality at the, uh, you know, in attack. Um, this season, though, I mean, he's just, he, I don't know what it is. Um, he's off, 100% off, and he, he's whiffing on balls. He's not being incisive. He's not attacking the ball in the same way that even that even he used to uh i think he's a huge huge i mean i think we knew this already but he's a massive confidence player Mm -hmm. uh, because he has the physical traits to do all all you need to do in attack but the the like you said the technique is not always there and if it's it's almost like whenever he has too much time to think about something he messes it up and that that's the that is the hallmark of not being like a technical elite yeah and i think that's a that, that could end up being a big deal for you guys down the line but once again because city has so many players that can turn it on at such a high level i think that it's not really a big deal that he's not scoring right now because he can just he can be the april scorer you know it's like oh we had gun on in um february and january and now it's throwing you know it was big in this yeah, it game was. um but you know, and that it's just going to be moments where either yeah. it's it's important that he can't hit the shot, or you know, it's not. Yeah. And and you know, then you have on the other wing, we have you have Mares, who might be one of the most technically gifted players in the league, mm. and no, he doesn't really score either, ex- except against some bad teams. So it's you, know. you need guys to score. Like Manchester United has a hard time beating the low block. They need guys that can do that kind of stuff. And I think the fact that City has so many overwhelming individual talents is, is what made the difference this, this season. Uh, yeah. Pete, Manchester United, real quick, uh, big win for them. How big of a win? Is it like uh, now we're clear and, and should finish in the top four easily? Or where are we at? I think it's a big win. because and, and what made it a big win for me was that they tied Palace midweek. And when I'm looking at the table going into the game, I was thinking, man, if United loses this game, 
they're not that far away from the scrum. You know, you're like one loss away from being firmly entrenched yeah. in a mess. And yeah. this was three points that you were not expected to get. And, you know, there's only 10 or 11 games left. And it's it's a big win, especially a yeah. huge confidence boost against a team that was rolling. It's your rival. So you can take this and, you know, go into your – you still want to win the Europa League, especially if you're co- confident you're going to finish in second and you have it locked up, then you can go after yeah. your first trophy or Ole's first trophy, trophy which is – I mean, obviously. it's – yeah, it's it's but nothing. You know, these aren't the games that United has trouble getting up for. The big games aren't the problem for United. That's true. You know, and it's going to be interesting. You know, they finish it out with, you know, they have to play Brighton again. Brighton are. I mean, a, the a Palace game was and... as bad as this game was good for United. Yeah. Like the yeah. Palace yeah. game was so it was awful. bad. It was so awful, especially watching. Um... Palace didn't have Zaha. Either. No, watching Tottenham dismantle. Palace, yeah, and right. knowing that it was the same exact team that we yes. played, and how badly we played against them. I mean, I was absolutely furious about the the Crystal Palace game in the midweek. It almost took the sting because all of a sudden you have to beat Manchester City. I mean, we we did it, but it was like if you'd beaten, you know, Palace. Sheffield United, yeah. Palace, like then it would at least be a title race again. But I think that that again is just a demonstrator of how where Manchester United is. You know, they're above they're above the other guys. You got Chelsea charging. Liverpool is just in the toilet right now, and United has enough consistency uh, and penalty kicks to <laughs> move ahead. This one was uh, earned, so I can't fault you for it. But you guys have you know, a tough rest of the. You guys have a tough schedule for the rest of the season. Right? You play. You have a tough a tough schedule. West West Ham, Brighton, Tottenham, Tot- Burnley, who? Burnley, <laughs> Leeds, and Liverpool. And Villa. I mean, you have a lot of yeah. – uh, that's a tough schedule. Yeah, I think now looking at the the um, odds, Manchester United is 90% to finish in the Champions League uh, based on 538. And I know it doesn't take strength of schedule in, but to me that means that we're probably at least 75% because we, we have good goal differential for one thing because we beat a team 9 nothing, And we also have a nice team that can win games – um, and hopefully has a higher ceiling than we do floor. Let's talk about floors, guys. Um, Liverpool's still losing. I, I, I mean, I feel like we talked about this a bunch of times. We've gone through different reasons. We've gone through injuries. This is purely mental now. This is purely mental as they lose to um, Fulham. Um, and it was a horrible goal allowed, Dr. Pete, where James's boy Salah chests the ball down in the box and has it stolen and immediately goal scored on it. Just unreal. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. <laughs> a team guy. I don't I know how he didn't go down guy. there. Yeah, I'm surprised. He was he confused because he was in his own box, not the opponent's box. He felt a breeze on his back. He thought he had to be strong instead of yeah, I, going I, down. But that is like a perfect uh, summary of the way Liverpool's been this year. Just a lackadaisical and like – there's almost like an entitlement that was there before. And now they just look so beaten. And I think, you know, people are talking about Klopp fifth year, mainly James. <laughs> I, about- I, I get credit for that. People. Narrative, and it is coming true. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I mean, there's fatigue there. You know, there's fatigue that happens with any kind of full press team like that, for sure. But I, I also the whisper started, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Scottish League is wrapped up uh, because Rangers ran away with it, and the Rangers head coach is Stevie G. And so the whispers began. I mean, the Rangers has allowed seven goals this year, I think, in the Scottish League. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. So, now the record I mean, in the Scottish Premier League is like three because they have trouble scoring over there too. That's not yeah. true. That might be the record. But I love the Scots. I refuse to say anything bad about them. Aren't there only four teams in that league? Stop it! I love them. No, it's only three. Stop it! What? I'm not going to disparage the Scots. <laughs> I refuse. I've I like been them. there. Been to some games. Loved it. Loved it. It was great. Couldn't understand anybody. They couldn't understand me. <laughs> I had a blast though. I had a blast. A lot of uh, Braveheart um, references that uh, nobody over there understood. So, you know, just being an American, just traveling, just touristing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Braveheart. But, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the Liverpool, I mean, the way they're sliding right now, it is all facets of the game. Um, and they, the, the I, I don't know what you do. Like, I, I feel the same way as, as they do. I don't know what you do when you've lost six home games in a row. That's That's – like relegation form times that's insane 10. that's insane that that, that is like some of the worst form you could possibly have in premier league history especially out of any team that's finished that's ever won the league i mean it that's is, easy it is statistically the worst no no champion has ever done that no cha- definitely not and I'm city like- city won the league one year and got relegated the next year <laughs> City did that in 66-67. Hey, that rock and awesome. roll. <laughs> <laughs> and not even they managed this record. No, but I, I think I mean, you can take all those records. They're going to take all those records. Worst, you know, uh, champion, returning, all that kind of stuff. Worst title defended, blah, blah, blah. That that goes without saying. That happened at like three home losses in a row. We're talking about six. I mean, that's like Derby County, uh, Moyes' is Sunderland. Like, that's those kind of teams that you're talking about. This is unprecedented. And I, I'm trying to think of how many managers have survived an unprecedented spell like this when you're supposed to be, uh, you know, a well, title contender. And, and not only that, how many games was it unbeaten at Anfield? 60, 68? 68, 65, 68? Three years worth of games. And, yeah. and now they're on a six-game losing streak at Anfield. Yeah. In Sane. And they're not scoring either. I don't think they've scored in four matches at, at Anfield. At home, nine hours was the stat oh I heard. Nine Open. hours of gameplay at Anfield. I saw, that, Excluding I saw that. Excluding a penalty, yeah. I, think they maybe I saw that Ederson it. has more assists than anybody at Liverpool in 2021 at Anfield. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, that one hurts. That one hurts. Uh, all right, well, let's just let's get to the, the cause. I mean, we can go through it again. We do it every week now. Uh, James, causation, and is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Like, what do they do? Well, you know, we, we, I think we beat this game up a little bit already. I, I would just say, you know, I what I'm really interested in, what I have been interested in in these games uh, it, are Klopp's postgame talks. And they've just gotten progressively more and more depressing. And yeah. now he's basically saying um, – he basically said, well, you know, there's not really an, an explanation for it. We just have to keep playing and we have to win. So, wh- wh- which is like, which is a weird, you know, I, I kind of get where he's coming from, um, you know, because his whole narrative 
this whole time has just been like we're playing the right game and we're making the chances that we want to make but we're mm. at the end of it we're making poor decisions so we just have to fix our decision making that's kind of been his narrative from the beginning of it but but at this point like i think you have to look at changing something and it and it you know their plan a has worked brilliantly mm-hmm. for three seasons four three seasons. seasons yeah three seasons just like yeah if not for a crazy city team they win that they win that league too and we're talking you know three seasons of domination but it yeah. worked but but you know you look at it now and it's even when they've pulled games out they don't look good no you know it's not like they're like rampaging anymore and of course they have a lot of injuries but i think you have to change the game plan up and i think it seems like klopp is stubbornly not willing to do that i i couldn't tell you what the plan b is for for liverpool i don't think any of us could really there's no plan b define what it is six games in a row well, I mean, I just, I just mean a plan B as in change your, you got to change yeah, the tactics up to go address to a what's happening instead of a four well, three. That's three. what I mean. It's clear that he has not utilized any plan right. B because you would have a win in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. And yeah. to play this, you know, or a draw this, at home. This at suicidal least. high line that they're playing with their makeshift back oh, line is hilarious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they run that out there against Chelsea, who exploited it completely so obviously anybody could have seen that in the first five minutes of the game oh yeah it's like yeah that works when you have virgil van dyke back there yeah but guess what he's not back there anymore so don't yeah. play a freaking high line five yards off of midfield well they don't even have they don't even they didn't even start trent in this game because he's been absolutely god awful and they yeah. played someone who is legitimately not a good right back they, this this Nico Williams. He's guy never played kid. right back. For Call him a character. My dad calls jokers this, like this that. This character. Joker, Joker works. This too. Joker. <laughs> well, they got Bozo. this Joker back there. But we saved Bozo for somebody on our own team oh, in, the, in my dad's Bozo. world. Yeah, this is, these, like, we're all talking about. We're talking about Orioles baseball here. We're not going to get into. Yeah, it, we, don't, we don't have to. About. Hey, hope springs eternal, baby. Mm. It's our year. Yeah. Well, let's 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 finish up the Liverpool talk. They play Leipzig. They're up two zero against Leipzig. They played well in the Champions League uh, in the last match. Leipzig's good. I mean, Leipzig, Leipzig is challenging for the uh, German title. I guess it's, it's still people can still be challenging for that, right? With uh, Bayern has decided not to uh, rub everybody's face in it. I they're still don't. I still don't know points, if they're I allowed. I still don't know if they're allowed to, to challenge for it. Yeah. yeah, we watched the Dortmund game and it was ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But Champions League is is a problem for Liverpool because yeah. their depth is is a joke right now, and mm-hmm. they are going to get their energy sapped. They're not going to win Champions League. No. They they might win this round, but with that defense, they're not they're not beating anybody in the Champions. Well, they're League. playing at the one place that they don't want to play right now, which is at Anfield. In this match, <laughs> which which I, I honestly think is going to be an issue. Well, well, let's sum it up here, guys. Uh, Liverpool is in eighth place, uh, three teams ahead of them with 48, 46, and 45 points, two, four, and six points ahead of them have a game in hand. The yep. team behind them in ninth place, two. Aston Villa, has two games in hand and is three points behind them. <laughs> so there's a very real possibility that Liverpool could be in ninth place on Friday after the Villa game. Yeah. I, you know what though? I've, 
I'm coming around. I might be turning one of those corners that Ken always talks about. Yeah. I, I want now I'm rooting for Arsenal to finish in front of Liverpool. Oh, I am too. Absolutely. I like Ken, you know? He deserves, yeah, deserves he's a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like Ken. All right, well let's uh let's move from a team that is on the floor, like just dragging their own face through the mud. Let's move to the high flying <laughs> Chelsea Blues, guys. We're gonna bring in Iraq on this one. I'm I'm like all right, I hesitate to do this, but we're gonna bring in Rack. Um Rack, I know that your audio is bad, but I'm really good at um, translating like uh, Charlie Brown talk. So I'll be able mm-hmm. to understand you and I'll translate for everybody. Uh, how excited are you on a scale of one to 10 about Tommy Tuchel and Chelsea? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, I, I I agree. He brings a total different look to the game. Uh, I hate his five defenders, just like you do. Um, and I would like to see Pulisic play more. That'd be pretty nice. Um, but, I mean, you can't argue with the results. He hasn't lost yet, like you said. Um, and the Man United game, notwithstanding, I mean, as long as you're getting results, then you're in good shape. They win the Atletico game as well. But uh, let's hear about the Liverpool Chelsea game where you guys won 1-0 on Thursday. Yeah. They played a high line. Yeah, you guys got in behind that all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you play the high line, you're going to get burned. Absolutely agree. I think, uh, guys, I do want to talk about Mason Mount a little bit here because when the season started, he was Lampard's baby. Last year, he had a pretty decent season coming on, but they bought so much talent that it was really disappointing from a neutral fan to be like, all right, well, we're not even going to see Mount because they're going to play these German players and these uh, expensive players they brought in. But, I mean, uh, Dr. Pete, Mason Mount is is like a sound player. I think he's been their best player this year, honestly. Uh, maybe Mendy, but he's probably a close second. He's been... I would say consistently. His consistent level is probably the best. Yeah, of he's all always Chelsea dangerous when he's on the field. He's scored some big goals for them. Yeah, he, he scores big goals, them. yeah. And I've been more impressed with his development than really any of the guys that they've brought in <laughs> through the transfer window. Yeah, absolutely. So he's, he has well, penciled yeah. himself in the starting lineup, one of the first ones on the, on the sheet. Yeah, I think that that's the most important thing is that they have a player who is so multifaceted that rather than being a role player in a certain type of a system, he can play any one of those roles in the center of the field, which is big. Um, he can score goals as an attacker. He can yeah. drop back. He'll he'll put a shift in. So I think you're excited as a Chelsea fan. Why can't Werner score ever? I also think that uh, Rack and I were talking about it before. I would like to see Pulisic play in that position where Werner is from the left cutting in because uh, Werner's off the his, – honestly, his movement is stellar. It really is excellent. Yeah. Um, That's why I thought he was going to be good because you watch him at the beginning of the year and he's getting himself into yeah. good positions. He's really quick. He stretches out the defense, but he just cannot finish it. He's kind of like Sterling except way worse at finishing. Well, and the thing is – and the other part of it is and the part that is relevant, I think, for Pooley being on the bench is that – I think Pulisic can bring other players into the game as well. I don't see a lot of assists coming out of Werner either because yeah. he is he's he's trying to move towards yeah. the goal. He's trying to shoot. 
He just sucks <laughs> at it. Yeah. You know, like Pulisic, Pulisic will lay will lay a ball across the six and throw yeah. a tap in. You know, he'll do the hard work and assist somebody. Yeah, I, and but I, I'm happy that Chelsea yeah. keep playing Warner. I think they I think uh, Tuchel contractually has yeah, to. Yeah, I think he does too. Or he gets and, fired. And today in the Everton match, you saw there was a nice link up between Havertz um, and Werner. You could see something there, but at the same time, Werner's still on the other end of these one on nuns and just cannot score. You know what? I do want to give. Uh, Iraq can go. You can go. <laughs> One thing I do want to give Tuchel some credit for, which is hard for me. Um, he definitely is making them hard yeah. to beat. And we talked about this before too. I, you know, looking hindsight, looking in hindsight on when Fat Frank was fired. <laughs> This was the per- it was the perfect yeah. stretch of games, and it's still a great stretch of games for Chelsea to be doing this in. You know, it, they're not setting the world on fire, but he has come in and stabilized this. And I think what he has done is to maximize where they have strength, and that's on the wings, and minimize where they're terrible, and that's everywhere else and in defense. Yeah, yeah. They've got nine clean sheets so, in like eleven games. Yes. Yeah, and they're kind of playing. If you if you watch the Everton game, they're playing a little bit like, I would say, a little bit like Liverpool did. There's a little bit of difference, but I mean, the their wing backs are all the way up the yeah. field. Yeah, Lonzo was in the box all the way up the missed field. Missed a terrible and one on one today. Somehow, yeah, he did miss it. Yeah, somehow missed that. But I mean, he also um, scored one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, he assisted. Uh, he assisted the own goal. Um, Adoy, yeah, Adoy, yeah, he assisted mm-hmm. the own goal. Um, but I mean, he he's in their box multiple times, and you've got Hudson Adoy out wide. Uh, they're bombing forward, and they're using a midfield that is just working hard and closing down the entire time, much like Liverpool. Well, they're not looking for creativity out of the middle yeah. at all. They're looking for work rate and tackling. Mm-hmm. And then they're just letting the the uh, wingers the the wing play kind of do all the damage for him, and and so far it's kind of worked for him. So yeah, it, good for them. But I, I do give him a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, of he course he plan. gets credit. Um, he's allowed two goals in nine matches, uh, nine of eleven for clean sheets, like Pete said. Um, that's a phenomenal record, no matter how you spin it. And it's not like they're playing, you know, ten behind the ball. I joke about the five defenders because when they are dropping back, they do make five in the back if they if they're trying to hold a lead or trying to get a nil-nil draw or whatever uh but they they it is important to note that they do have balance when alonso is all the way forward the other person if it's hudson Adoy or whoever is not he's disciplined and staying back so you're not creating a hole kind of like liverpool does where they you know they patch that with virgil van dyke obviously um but i think you know chelsea deserves credit for the way they're playing right now. Tuchel makes my skin crawl, um, for sure. He just does. I don't know how else to say it. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on there that we can talk about. He, he looks like he's got, like, Hansel and Gretel locked up <laughs> yeah. in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, and I... I think that um, I'm a little pissed because they have this big manager bounce, and to me, they are our biggest threat for second place. Um, besides ourselves, I guess, falling out of second place on our own. Um, I think Leicester City is a good team, but they're, they're getting banged up at the wrong time, as we said they would in, you know, the preseason. Uh, I think that Chelsea, though, has depth, 
And if they start to get on a roll like they are now, and they, you know, they get, instead of losing games, just like the Man United game, instead of losing games, you get points, and then you're beating the bad teams. All of a sudden, the rest of these teams, Man United included, that are in this slot between second and, what is it, stretched to like 10th place now? Like, the slot for the Europa and Champions League places is very real. And if you are you have a consistent and uh, good game plan, well-developed game plan, then I think that gives them an advantage. Uh, Dr. Pete, anything else to add with Chelsea going forward for the for the rest of the year and what they're trying to do? No, I think they're, they're a deep squad, too. You, you saw Tuchel rotate some players today, and, you know, they didn't really miss a beat. I thought it was a comfortable win for them. And I, I can see them making some noise in the Champions League. Yeah, I could. I, I think they've got that Atletico Madrid win was was mm. very impressive to me. Massive, yeah. And they have a pretty favorable schedule for the rest of the season. Yeah, I would yeah say. they just I mean, went they... through their tough stretch and they did really well. Well, uh, at the end of the season, actually, at the very end of the season uh, in May, they play City. Arsenal, Leicester, and and Aston Villa to end the season. Ooh, yeah, that, that's a tough. That's yeah. their. That's tough that's their tough stretch. There, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I mean, all the way through April, even West Brom, Palace, Brighton, and then they play. Wow, they play West. So it'd be West Ham. Include West Ham in that Murderers Row coming down the stretch. Five of the last six games against top six clubs. Uh, that's brutal. But you can rack up a ton of points, and then you don't need to win all those games. You know. So, um, Chelsea playing well, a little bit of an annoying team as usual, but I like having teams to dislike. Um, I think Pulisic, if they decide to put him in and score those Werner chances, I'm terrified, but also a little bit happy because I like Pulisic. Um, so yeah, Chelsea doing well. Let's move to another London team, Dr. Pete. And I have a question. (laughs) Well, what the, um, Dr. Pete. Bale yes, is back. Okay, I read it in the paper today. Bale is back. You guys are on 45 points. You are five points out of fourth place with a game in hand. Um, can you do it? Keep going. Can you do it? Can you do it? Keep going. Um, Talk about Harry Kane leading the league. Broke and- the record. Broke the record oh, for yeah. like the scoring duo well, I or saw whatever. A mashup of Kane. Harry Kane and Gareth Bale's faces. <laughs> oh my god! Is that what you wanted to that talk was about? The mashup. Nightmare fuel. I showed Nightmare it to um, my wife, who couldn't care less about soccer. She's like, "Oh my god, who is that?" I was like, "Oh, that that's a mismatch. That's a mix between two really bad-looking people." Um, you should have just told her it was Harry just Kane. Tell her and just her left it that and let her believe it was Harry yeah, Kane. Ex- Harith, Harith Kale. Oh, that is awful. Harith Kale is that is awful. Uh, all right, but Dr. Pete. So whereas the last, well, pretty much since December, like tenth or something, you guys have been awful, terrible, uh, miserable, and it looked like mm-hmm. disgusting. It looked like you were going to get the building was burning down. All of a sudden. Gareth Bale scores a bunch of goals in three or four matches. Where are you now on the optimism scale? Oh, it's been a roller coaster ride, Tom. Let me just say that I have actually enjoyed watching Tottenham play for the first time in a long time. Even the games at the beginning of this year, yes, I enjoyed when they won the game. Yeah, that'd be good. But most of those wins were 
uncomfortable to watch for the last like 15 to 20 minutes yeah with with some exceptions in there like when we pasted you guys six to one and when we finished off city two to nothing but that was like two games out of 30 yeah and to watch gareth bale finally finally come around and seemingly find a healthy streak and his swagger back has just been awesome to watch and we came into this palace game went up one nothing pretty quickly and then gave up a terrible goal as per usual right before halftime after slaughtering them for an entire half you were right on the edge of going back into despair there because you you sent you sent mm-hmm. the text out and you're like no oh, this is terrible it was terrible it was terrible we're killing them and, and i saw this happen 10 times this year mm-hmm where we outplayed teams and then we usually we give it up in the 85th minute which actually I think worked to our favor because we had no choice but to come in out in the second half and just full throttle. But Bale being good stretches out the entire field. And all of a sudden there's way less pressure on Harry Kane and Son and it's been noted ad nauseum how reliant we are on those two and if they don't score we have nobody else that contributes to anything all of a sudden teams have to worry about bail out there whipping in crosses getting it getting in the box in good positions and it stretches the entire field and all of a sudden lucas moore is good because he's got plenty of room in the middle to run around and take guys on one-on-one like it just opens up the entire offense and they're actually fun to watch. Like, for a neutral, I'm sure watching them play in this game was probably fun. For me, it was incredible. Yeah. And the I mean, there were good goals. To, yeah, to they watch were. Too, they were so, not. Yeah, it was, you know, it was crappy goals. Like Gareth Bale's head ball when he came in the second goal, he was up against a defender that is way bigger than he is yeah, and just bossed big. him on that head ball. He's pretty big. Gareth Bale's pretty big. But yeah. yeah, but that defender is like 6'3", 240, <laughs> and just smushed him out of the way and smashed it in. 240 yeah. might be. No one in the Prem. No one in the Prem. No one in the Prem is... He's not LeBron James. I don't think anybody in the Prem is 200. I say that about all the You do. Defenders. You do. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. let's talk about Harry Kane for a second. Uh, 25 oh. matches, 16 goals. How much time do we have left? 13 assists. Um, the best God. Premier League... Most exciting Premier League season I have ever seen would be Thierry Henry's 2020 season. Um, 2024 20. Yeah. Well, I mean... I. And they were. But I have no idea how he did that. But his goals were outrageous, and his assists were outrageous. I I think Harry Kane has taken it. It's a different direction. He he's not as creative like with flair, but his balls are sound. Oh jeez, that's awful. Oh uh, no, no retake there. Um, the crosses and passes that he's playing are brilliant, brilliant reads. Um, and I think he's got a shot at twenty twenty. I think that would be a phenomenal season. And James, this one's for you because Pete, Pete won't be unbiased on this one. Mm-hmm. Sure, I won't. I'll be biased. I'll <laughs> Do be you think Harry Kane wins Player of the Season uh, if Tottenham do not finish in the top four and he hits twenty twenty? He's going to hit twenty goals, obviously. No, he won't. Okay, win. who do you have it? Just just for giggles. I think that they probably give it to Bruno. I don't think Bruno. Gets it. I like. I don't Bruno. think that's the right answer. I like Bruno, obviously. But I, 
Is this the Penalty I, Football I, Association award, or is this the Players right. Football? Well, Association they've been, but they've. Well, listen. <laughs> you think I want them to get it? No, I they actually build, think they've been think building this narrative. The entire the well, media love it, part, and they don't care that he scored ten penalties. I think goals. City's problem is yeah. that their whole team yes. is so good that there's yes. not one That's the guy who's just bossed the. The league. Like a, I mean, Diaz is. Diaz I think Diaz. Diaz I think Diaz might be up there for it, but he's not. Diaz, no, a defender's not. He's not going to win. It. Yeah. No. So so. Kane's I, I think they, answer then. I think Kane deserves it. I think Kane deserves it. You think it. Bruno will get it because Manchester United PR basically. I, think, I don't disagree uh, yes. with the Manchester and, United. And, PR and United, thing. United. If I mean, United are going to finish higher. Yeah, than I don't think it's. Barring, I don't think it's like, PR. Crazy. I just don't think that you're gonna. If we don't come, if we come in fifth or sixth. It's just hard to maybe give if you come in if you get in the Champions League spot, which I think is pretty long shot at this point, just of the season, not because you can't win games, but if you come in the Champions League spot, I think he gets it. Yeah, if, I you, can see it. if you come in below that, I I don't think they give it yeah. to you. I think you're probably right. I think Alexis won it um, one year without finishing. I think they finished in fourth. I think Alexis won the Player of the Year. Um, real quick, Harry Kane is leading. Europe in assist, by the way. Yeah, the top five leagues. Yeah. I mean, for a striker, he's playing out of his mind. He's playing out of his mind. But you know, he also he's streaky, and yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But the streaks are like, but the streaks are big. Like two yeah, yeah. goals and I, I two agree assists with you. I agree. in one game. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. I, and I think that he deserves it. I don't think that he wins it. Okay. Uh, last thing with with Harry Kane, I. Did a wiki search for him to get those stats, the goals and assists, and um, I saw that his education was Chingford Foundational School. What grade do you think that goes to? That's <laughs> uh, a fifth grade. That's an elementary. Yeah, school, right? I know schooling works differently there. Um, I'm just uh, don't at me. Foundation. Mm. No, that's a good one. I like. Let's, I like that. Let's finish up. Um, we have Tottenham crawling out. They have a pretty big match coming up against Arsenal. Um, huge match. Huge match. Huge yeah, for match us. for you guys. Um, you're plus eighteen on the goal differential, by the way. Um, that's fourth in the league. So um, that was big. One behind Chelsea, big. but Arsenal plus seven. Uh, they get caught in the slog this week, guys. They got caught in the slog. Can't really blame him. It happens. Um, I think one of the funniest goals I've ever seen scored. That was something straight out of like Football Manager or FIFA. Yeah. Um, but you know, they deserve it because they're Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal, they get caught in the slug, guys. One to one. We can say whatever we want. Worm eaters uh, on the trip to Mordor, all that kind of stuff. Um, you get your, you get caught up and. Aubameyang scores early, and you think Arsenal is going to take this match, but that's what happens against Burnley. They get their goal. It's comical, James. But it was it's comical, comical, but you know what? The Aubameyang goal was like vintage Aubameyang. Yeah, he did the you know he did the quick dribbles on the edge of the box, cut in, and then smashed mm-hmm. it back near post. I mean, it was a very nice goal. Um, yeah, and I thought. Yeah, he scares me. This yeah, weekend. and I thought after that, I was like, you he's know what? Back. He's back, and he's going to tear Burnley apart. And then nothing really happened. You know, Arsenal weren't really – I mean, they they had some chances, but it wasn't uh, – bur- Yeah, until the last five minutes, yeah, the game it was, was stale. Even. I mean, they absolutely barraged yeah, their no, goal. Yeah, the but until that – but, like, you know, it went <laughs> – after the after the Obama angle, I think they just kind of sat back and they are like, okay, this is Burnley. 
we're just gonna kind of mess around and pass it around and it got really stale until granite chaka kicks the ball elects not to like play a quick pass out to the wing he could have he could have done that very easily and i'm sure he saw it he's a professional footballer i'm sure he saw the pass yeah just kick it out to the wing you're good he decides to take a step take a touch dribbling back towards his own goal then tries to smash it out to the wing and kicks it right into the back of the Burnley player, and it deflects into the goal. It, I've not seen a goal like that in some time. It's an ample backside, yeah. you know. Chris Wood of Chris yeah. Wood. Uh, he was genetically designed yeah, for that. Wide as possible. Um, and tall too. So I, 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 a little bit of this is on Arteta because he has always insisted on playing out of the back with. Yeah, I hate that guys who necessarily yeah. can't do it, and I, I just don't think that. The playing it out of the back has ever created more opportunities than lost based on. Well, I think especially when you don't, I mean, you 100% you need to have the players that are able to do it. I mean, you don't see Burnley trying to do it. The risk is too high. Like the risk benefit ratio for that is so bad for Arsenal. Yeah, I I totally agree. And and if I'm Ken, I mean, it's so hard to watch even like, when we have find ourselves in, in those times where you're rooting for another team, like Arsenal's playing a team ahead of you or whatever, and you're watching them, you're like, oh my god! Like every time they're passing the ball out of the back, little baby chips over the uh, the pressing forwards and stuff, and you're like, if that ball gets picked off, it's a goal, and that's exactly what happened here. It didn't get picked off. Chaka just, you know, kicked it off the guy, so the other guy didn't have to have any skill to score. But Chaka <laughs> no, does this zero. like one out of every. Eight games. One out of every ten games, he bangs a ball in from thirty. One out of every eight, he will kick the ball on his own goal or flip off the fans or something. <laughs> like this has been happening every year that he is at Arsenal, and I don't understand how you can continue to have him. How can Gwendozi's attitude problem be be worse than Chaka flipping off your home fans? Like he, he's terrible. Well, I'll say Gwen. Gwendozi's attitude problem only really became a problem when he wasn't really performing on the pitch. Yeah, I guess that's true. That that that's that's what happened there. But but you know, like Pete said, also the last five minutes of this game, maybe even maybe even the last ten minutes of this game, was one hundred percent Arsenal. They probably sh- could have had a penalty. I, yes, I thought yeah, it, that was terrible. Missed handball call. And they weren't even trying to describe. They weren't even trying to say like, "Oh, but it, I, I don't know. I don't know." They don't have a clear. Even though they've said this whole season that they're trying to make clear cut rules for what's a penalty, what's it's not. Different a penalty. every. It's different game to game mm-hmm. in a given day. It's crazy. And I don't know. Yeah, uh, to me that's a penalty. They should probably should have had that penalty. I mean, they should have had that penalty. They didn't yeah. get it. Then you know Pepe comes in and misses a boatload of chances i think he had two or three chances to score and he just completely fluffed his shots mm. look really looked like pulled a sterling out there there were like five clearances off the line the last 30 seconds yeah, <laughs> burnley, yeah. I mean, Bur- like burnley fought for him i mean say what you want about burnley and i usually do <laughs> but if they're a 1-1 draw in the 85th minute you know they're they're out there growing extra limbs to keep the ball out of the back of the net yeah uh and you and in this one, they didn't get called for any handballs. So all right, all right. Well, well, okay. So Arsenal, they get slogged. They are in tenth place. They are behind about half the teams in front of them with the games in hand and whatnot. Um, they just seem to stutter, start, 
and they're going to have a really hard time because of the quality of the teams directly ahead of them. I think they're probably better team than West Ham and Everton on paper, but those teams have a distinct advantage right now, and they're playing pretty well, whereas Arsenal seem to be stopping and going. And I think what's going to happen is they're going to miss out on Europe, and then they're going to end up uh, struggling in their recruitment, which will kill Arteta. But we'll see. We'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed for Ken, for Ken's sake. Um, uh, Dr. Pete, this weekend you guys play Tottenham Arsenal on Sunday. Big game. How you feeling? Big what's game. the uh, what's your predicted score? I feel very optimistic. <laughs> that being said, they it, it's always a very difficult game coin flip against them and you don't know which arsenal is going to show up their offense definitely scares me yeah but i'm licking my lips with how our offense is doing against their ragtag defense just alba in their offense or Saka's good Saka too yeah i mean they they can give us problems our defense sucks yeah it's true yeah it's true, but that, you're right. It is a massive game for you guys because you will be. I mean, you're you'll be right in the mixer for fourth place if if you win this game. What are we doing for a bet for that, James? You and I didn't do a bet, but we we, we will next time. I'm really happy because I would have bet a <laughs> well, lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think you could still wear the Pogba jersey if you want to. That is not going to happen. Uh, Pete, you want to think of a bet? We can think of it off uh, off air. Something uh, simple oh, yeah. and and fun. I'm going to be up in Baltimore for the game, too. I know that about Woo! you. I know that Watch about you. Guys. I know that about yeah. you. Uh, all right. Uh, James, score? I think it's 2-0 to the Hotspurs. Hotspurs. Yeah, sure. And I think it's... Uh, Shut up. Wow. Two, I think it's two worldies yep. from Kareth, uh, or Harith Kale. Harith Kale. Mm-hmm. Two worldies from Harith Kale. I like that so much. Okay, uh, I'm going to say 1-0 Tottenham in a gross Jose Mourinho <laughs> game. Sunny, fast break goal early, and then they just sit back on it, unfortunately. Um, I'm not sure that Mourinho will ever be able to, to go back to old Mourinho this year. He has realized how absolutely terrible our back line is and that we will not win games if we don't score take the pedal off the metal but 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 not only that you have one of the best number nines in world football you know juggling between him and i mean Lewandowski for me right now for the last two years is is no doubter but harry kane was there before that he was the best number nine you know and i think you have that guy you have son who is a fantastic counter-attacking winger and score with both feet. And that's a world-class talent. You can build a whole team around that. You can build a whole offense around that and you can build a game plan around that. And I think exactly what you just said, Pete, that's all they need to do is just build around the things that are good on your team. You got to win three to one now. And actually that's Rack's prediction for the game. Three to one Tottenham. That's exactly right. We have to win three to one. Some games we're going to lose three to one, Yeah, but not as many as we Drew one to one against Burnley and Crystal Palace and all these other crap teams. Yeah, uh, James, anything to add for the rest of the week? Nope. That's it. Do you guys? That's it. I got nothing. You go we got. Uh, I did go skiing. Yeah, we were. At a, was that? It was. It was actually great. We we're a ski and ski out. Uh, 
out at Wisp, hot tub looking over the top of uh, chairlift seven. Nice. Wow. Uh, and I, I was uh, yelling at people yeah. and throwing them beers from the hot tub. That's good. Hmm. No. Uh, they appreciated the beers. No uh, police issues or anything. Ski, ski patrol came by a few times. Yeah. Uh, we tossed them beers too. Uh, was... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds. They fun. were all right. Uh, doc. Dr. Pete, you're coming up this weekend. Um, we'll have to find a way to watch some of these matches. Um, you bringing Phil Mill? You bringing Phil Mill, matches. right? Yeah, he'll be there. He bringing his. Well, it's some Tots gear on him this Sunday. Big Phil, get him a Bale jersey. Ooh, that's it's early. It's so early for that, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean it's going to be a collector's item. Get in this this season's jersey. And It'll Bale. be like that. Um, oh, Paul Scholes when he when he unretired from being a coach. To play in Manchester United, he wore like number twenty-seven or something. It was like Skulls twenty-seven. It'll be like that, or Michael Jordan's uh, forty. What is it, forty-eight, Pete? Exactly. Yeah, it'll be like that jersey. It'd be pretty sick. Yeah, you're gonna get that for Phil. Trust me. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, for an absent Kenley, for a muffled Iraq, for a slightly finally off his kilter James. Manchester City, Whoa. and for and totally wow. in love, Doctor Pete of the new what is it, Harith Kale, mm-hmm. the handsome Harith Kale. <laughs> yes, that's right, <laughs> Harith Kale. <laughs> I am Tom Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome week. Can we talk about how Scott Parker's the best looking manager in the league? He's taken the mantle from Pep ever since he just let himself go. He looks like he just got married and he's just wearing his hoodie for, yeah. you know, the first six months of his marriage. Yeah, well, we've all been there. 